SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. two-hour extravaganza on this Tuesday, January 26th. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in, as we always do, uh, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, 844-843-6879, the toll-free telephone number. Again, that's 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at OppositePicks. You can email me, go to the website, OppositePicks.com, hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. A little YouTube chat as well. Uh, right here again on a uh, Tuesday morning, hour number two. Breaking down the NFL, as we'll always do, leading right up into the Super Bowl. Lines have not changed on FanDuel, uh, three and 56 and a half. I'm, I'm guessing that's going to stay pretty consistent. Uh, you know, maybe it'll bump off to three, three and a half if we find out something about an injury. Uh, you know, Antonio Brown, to me, would be the only one. I don't think Sammy Watkins playing or not playing is going to affect Kansas City that much. Uh, Edward Solaire, you know, played, obviously, didn't play particularly well against Buffalo. It was really a non-factor, but uh, the, the line's got to be built into him playing. So, really, that, that would be the only one, maybe Watkins, but uh, more so than anyone else, it would be A.B. With, with Tampa Bay. Maybe that would shift things if, in fact, it turns out he's not playing. Uh, Kansas City's minus 122 as far as laying the three. So a little slight extra vig on Kansas City there. Over under 56 and a half. I told you, I think that's going to bump up to at least 57. I, I would not, um, you know, be betting the under. I I, I wouldn't be – if I'm going to bet the under – excuse me. If I'm going to bet the over, I wouldn't be waiting. I, I would do it now. Uh, whether A-B plays or not, it's not going to play that big a role. You'd like to have them. Don't get me wrong. But I tell you what, that Buccaneers team – I, you know, when he when Brady first went down there, I kind of thought, you know, with Winston being one of their guys uh, and then throwing for 5,000 yards last year, I thought there would be a little, little, uh, I, I don't know, discourse between Brady and, and the Bucks. And as, as much as Brady, I've told you this before, as much as Brady has accomplished in his career, I really thought it was up to Brady to, you know, position himself and prove himself to the Bucks more than it was the Bucks proving themselves to Brady. I really did think that. You know, this is our team. You know, we were on the cusp last year. We had a pretty good season. You know, we were right there, you know, and I'm sure they were friends with Winston and, and uh, many perceived him getting a raw deal. And um, I, I really thought it was more like, hey, you're coming down here and you're supposed to be the savior and you're going to turn us into champions. You know, we could have done the same. So, but as the season has progressed more and more, you know, we find out, you know, really it was a miracle that, that Winston was able to throw for 5,000 yards last year because these Buccaneer wide receivers, especially Evans, my goodness, they drop pass after pass after pass. Wow. I, I mean, even against Green Bay, I mean, Evans is just, he is so overrated. He is. I'll take Godwin, but he drops a bunch of passes as well. Uh, give me the Scotty Miller guy. He never drops a pass. But all the others, I mean, they're, they're just, you know, they're overrated. Let's put it that way. You know, when we talk about the weapons that Tampa Bay has, 
Uh, obviously, they're better than what he ever had, realistically, ever, probably, uh, at the at New England. But these guys are not like Hall of Fame wide receivers either. They dropped, I mean, just right in your hands, they were dropping footballs yeah, uh, Sunday. All right, six minutes past the hour. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, as we always do, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, just recapping things from yesterday uh, before we get into the, the program, if you will. So Tampa Bay uh, still getting three against Kansas City, over under 56 and a half. So I was just talking about Brady and how he had to basically, you know, prove himself as crazy as that sounds to the Buck receivers. But that it has flipped absolute apps. If it hasn't flipped by now, it certainly, you know, will you know, after Sunday. I mean, and it did after this past Sunday. I mean, it is just like these guys, anybody that had any doubt about Brady's ability with Tampa and any resentment about Winston not being there anymore or anything else uh, or Arians bringing in his guy. And you know what? He has obviously filled any kind of uh, bill that he was given, clearly. And those buck wide receivers better not be dropping footballs if they want to win a Super Bowl against Kansas City. They can't be pissing away possessions like they did uh, against Green Bay. So three and then 56 and a half, like I said, I'd be very surprised if that didn't go up to 57. So if you're going to play the under, hold off. If you're going to play the over, I would get it now because I do think that's going to go up to 57. And it's tough. You know, it, it was only 24-21, you know, first game. Uh, you know, two years ago when he was with New England, the game went to overtime, so it went over there. But after watching these teams play and the offenses that they have, Boy, it, you know, and both have had, obviously, Super Bowl experience. You know, Kansas City, obviously, last year. You know, Brady, obviously, and, and Gronk. Maybe some of the others know for Tampa Bay, but hard to make. It's a lot of points. You know, that clock is running. Unlike in college football, where the clock stops after first downs, it's not easy getting 57, 58 points in an NFL game. It's, you, you need a lot of quick touchdowns. You need no field goals, but... It's hard to bet an under with these two teams. Uh, you know, defenses may have picked up and everything else, but they're going to be chucking the ball all over the place. Uh, neither one of these teams are, are going to be running the football. No one's going to back down from the other. That's for darn sure. So uh, it's almost like, you know what, I'll play the over, and if it doesn't happen, well, then it just doesn't happen. What, what am I going to tell you? Uh, but, you know, sitting there with an over or with an under, and it's, uh, you know, 24-21 at halftime, you're like, what, what was I, an idiot? What was I, dope? I'm betting over on a Buccaneers, Brady, Pat Mahomes, Kansas City game? I can accept losing betting it over and it goes under. I can't accept losing betting it under when it goes way, way over. So, opposite picks coming up later this hour. Run down some of the other NFL news, some uh, NBA stuff as well. All coming up next right here on an opposite picks Tuesday morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Five to go in regulation. Caldwell Pope couldn't get Drummond to bite. Back to LeBron. He's got to hurry. Long distance three. Got it. by Davis. Out come the Lakers with a five-point lead. The little things, the little things is what they do so well. I mean, they, 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 they do the little things all the time. Yeah, Lakers and Cavaliers last night. 
<clears throat> one of the, uh, what did we have, nine games last night in the NBA that uh, ended up actually getting played. We had a couple of games that were uh, postponed with the COVID situation as uh, San Antonio and, and the Worlds couldn't play. So in Memphis, this game uh, was canceled earlier in the week uh, as well. So, But the NBA, not a bad night, including the L.A. Lakers there. Lakers call. I think it was Lakers call, although it sounded a little bit like Cleveland, to tell you the truth. But uh, Lakers win. They win at Cleveland as uh, uh, LeBron goes home. 46 points for LeBron. And I, I must say, as a LeBron basher, he did play well last night. He, I, I, You know what? I'm sure Kevin Walsh is smiling you know, a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> one of my cohorts here at Sports Grid Radio. I'm sure he is smiling. He's he's the uh, as much as I'm the LeBron basher, he's the LeBron apologist. So he got the last laugh last night. Although Cleveland did cover, if that means anything, as they only lost by seven, as the Lakers were laying uh, eleven and a half, maybe twelve, when everything was said and done. Not a bad day for favorites last night in the NBA. Now I'm sure the boys in Vegas FanDuel took a little bit of a whipping because uh, you had a number of the favorites and the over hit. And the over hit quite a bit. It was a 7-2 and two over. Charlotte, Orlando, over. Detroit, Philadelphia, over. Indiana, Toronto, over. Uh, Cadavers, Lakers, over. Denver, Dallas, over. OKC, Portland, over. And Golden State, Minnesota, over. Only two games that went under were, believe it or not, uh, Boston and Chicago, even though that thing ended up at 119-103. Uh, these numbers are so high. I mean, you really need both teams to come to play. It was an over-under of 227.5, so that snuck under at 222. And then the bizarre score of the night, you know, Brooklyn beats Miami 98-85. 98-85 in an NBA game in 2021 is just, like, mind-boggling. I listen, When I saw that score, honestly, uh, you know, I'm flipping the channels yesterday. Uh, going through, I was watching a little bit of the college basketball, watching Virginia and, and watching a few of the others and, and LeBron. And uh, I didn't see a second, believe it or not, honestly, of uh, Brooklyn and Miami. And when I saw that score, I said, no, it's got to be a mistake. That, that's got to be after three. The ticker must have froze or something. I mean, 85 points. Miami scored 14 stinking points in the fourth quarter. 14. I mean, it, it, again, it goes to show when these teams if they want to play defense, they really can. So that game went uh, way under uh, 98-85. Other than that, they all went over. And favorite in the overs, which is, you know, most people's favorite combination in parlays and reverses, Orlando laying one, over one. Uh, Indiana laying two, over two. Denver laying two on the road against Dallas, over three. Golden State laying nine, over four. I thought I counted five before. Maybe not. Uh, Orlando won. Philadelphia, no. Indiana, two. Lakers didn't cover. Boston game went under. I think I was thinking that game went over. Uh, Denver, two, three. Yeah, four of them. Uh, Golden State, Minnesota. So four out of the nine. That, that's not bad, you know, hitting that uh, favorite and over combination. Only one game on the ice last night. Uh, Vancouver beat the crap out of Ottawa, seven to one. College basketball. Uh, you know, pretty good game for a little while, Virginia and Syracuse, but uh, nothing crazy. Uh, the one we gave out late last – we did give out the Miami, and someone pointed out that I didn't say that we gave out Miami. We did. We gave out the Heat. That was a loser. Uh, gave out West Virginia. Talked about that being a bad beat as they only won by one lane, a point and a half. That, that would really hurt. 
but they did hit a bucket with five seconds left, so it's not like it was a, a traditional bad beat in that you know someone hit a, th- a three-pointer down four, so they only ended up winning by one. No, it was it was a one-point deficit, and they hit a layup to go up one, and that was your final 88-87. Uh, but we did like Arizona, or Arizona State because they had lost to Arizona State as a double-digit dog uh, on Sunday, and then they bounced back last night and win big, 80-67. to It was 40-18 at the half, so you won that one uh, going away. So not much else on the uh, on the basketball slate yesterday. Tonight you got some decent little games. You know, we got our opposite picks here coming up. I'll run down some of the lines after we do the opposite picks, but the Dookie Pukies are back in action tonight. Curious to see, you know, you, you would think on the surface, right, right, after losing three in a row, you know, Coach K getting criticized for ripping on the poor college, uh, you know, reporter. You think they would come out flying tonight, but I don't know. Uh, you know, the, the, that Duke team, you look at their schedule and who they've beaten and who they've lost to, every team with any kind of semblance of being like a decent basketball team, they lost. Uh, Michigan State, they lose. Illinois, they lost. Virginia Tech, they lost. Pittsburgh, halfway decent, they lost. Louisville, halfway decent, they lost. They've beaten god-awful Wake Forest, putrid Boston College, Notre Dame, which sucks this year, uh, Bellarmine, and Coppin State. That's who they've beaten. This, I mean, they have beaten just nobody. I mean, nobody. And this Georgia Tech team uh, is going to go into Durham, you know, playing some pretty good basketball. Uh, they've won, I think it's five of their last six now, uh, including, um, yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five of their last six, and, and their only loss in that stretch was against Virginia by two points. Uh, which is, you know, a very good Virginia team. You know, they beat North Carolina in this stretch. They got some halfway decent win. They beat Clemson in this stretch. Uh, they beat Kentucky earlier in the year, you know, when people thought Kentucky was going to be really good. So the Dukes could lose again. They they might lose their fourth in a row. Now, the line is all the way up to five and a half, maybe six, depending on, uh, you know, where you do your shopping. Let me, let me find out. I had the uh, fan duel on my props here for the Super Bowl. Um, and, and believe it or not, they got props out already, FanDuel. It's amazing. Uh, the line on FanDuel right now for this Dookie Pukie game is five and a half. Yeah, so it's got to be anywhere from uh, five to six. You know, so again, you would think it would be Duke tonight, right? Are they going to really lose four in a row? I mean, that hasn't happened in eons and this and that, but you never know. But I tell you what, they are not a good basketball team. It is remarkable college basketball this year. You know, we've talked about it. So it's nothing new, but it just continues to amaze how mediocre Duke is, how mediocre Kentucky is, um, and how mediocre Kansas is. Probably out of the bunch, Kansas is probably the best, and then I would say probably Duke, and then Kentucky's probably at the bottom of the barrel of those three. And and North Carolina was there, but they've kind of you know played some halfway decent basketball, but uh, you know just real traditional blue bloods just mediocre this year. Just just absolutely mediocre. All right, poll question time. Uh, put it out there. Let's update it one more time, and we'll do it one more before we're through. And that is uh, NFL and Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Which former Steeler player can you accept winning the Super Bowl more? Right now, uh, can the game end in a tie? Leads the way with 31%. Uh, okay with either Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown, 26%. And then Le'Veon and uh, Antonio both getting uh, just over 21% of the vote. So go to Opposite Picks, get your vote in, and then we'll update that one more time before we are through. Um, 
Told you earlier about uh, Tom Brady and and uh, the parents uh, being in a little bit of trouble there with the COVID nineteen. Uh, that, that's a difficult story, but apparently everything is okay with him. Uh, more on uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, Ian Rappaport, uh, and most of these guys, you know, I, I think are just bozos. But I'll give him credit here because you know this is a story that he actually has. He says that, and this is interesting, that Matthew Stafford would have stayed in Detroit if the Lions kept offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel. Instead, they fired him, bring a new head coach in. He doesn't get the head coaching job, and the new head coach hires Anthony Lynn. So what does that tell you, though? You know, you may say as a Lions fan or an outsider, gee, boy, they could have kept him, they could have kept him, they could have kept him. Maybe the Lions don't want him. Ever think of that there, uh, you know, uh, Ian? Um, Instead of making it seem like the, the Lions screwed up, how about making it realize that, you know what, the Lions don't want Matthew Stafford just as much as Matthew Stafford doesn't want the Detroit Lions. I, I think the Lions said good. You know what? You want to have that as your excuse to leave town? Fine. You know what? We're going to fire Bevel and out the door you'll go. We'll trade you. We got no problem with that whatsoever. Amazing. We'll break it down more coming up. Hops and Picks SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Past the hour, hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. Opposite picks coming up here in about uh, ten minutes or so. Uh, in the meantime, uh, back to uh, the football action on this uh, Tuesday morning. Yours truly sitting in, taking again right up until seven a.m. Yeah. So the other story that came out of the NFL yesterday that we didn't have a chance to get to too much <clears throat> is the Aaron Rodgers situation. Listen. He's not going anywhere. He's not, he's not retiring. No one's walking away from $30, $35 million a year. Nobody's doing that. He's got three more years left on his contract. Uh, it would be salary cap hell if they cut him. I don't think they're ready to turn their reins over a championship-caliber team to a, to a basically a rookie quarterback, right? Second-year quarterback he would be next year. Um, you know, I, I'm sure, and Brett Favre said yesterday, um, you know, that uh, he didn't think uh, he was leaving either. Not that I needed Favre to reaffirm what I believe. It's just disappointment talking. And that I get. You know, he'd love to be able to yell and scream at his head coach, but that's not, you know, Aaron Rodgers like that. That's not been his MO, so I don't expect that. But I'm sure he's pissed off that they didn't go for it on fourth down. But again, you know, a lot of that lies on his shoulders. And I'm yelling and screaming. I'm telling my coach, you know what, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I'm staying on the field. I'm sorry. You know what? We'll, we'll take a, f- a five-yard penalty until here, until uh, you know the next, uh, you know, five plays for too many men on the field. I'm not leaving. I, I really somewhere along the line, you got to put your foot down when it's your legacy. The head coach, you know what? He's got another 15 years of being a head coach, 20 years. 
You know, Favre or uh, Rodgers, that's not the case. You know, he's got the you know, little two, three more years maybe. Um, you know, he's 30-plus years old. He's on the downside of his career. Still very, very good, obviously. Uh, probably MVP winner. But, you know, there's only so many of these years left and so many of these opportunities left, especially in the NFC. So, I, I, like I said, I, I would have been yelling and screaming about staying in that football game. So, the words he spoke afterwards about his future being up in the air, you know, that's to me just him being disappointed. But uh, I, I would be very surprised. You know, would they trade? Who are you going to, you know, what would you give up for Aaron Rodgers? I mean, you're not going to trade him to anybody in the NFC, right? So then you got to go to the AFC. Uh, would you would you make a deal with it? Could you imagine Aaron Rodgers with the New England Patriots? Oh my goodness, Dolphin Bills and Jets fans, uh, we go from the pot to the frying pan. Holy crow! You know you got to keep on bringing up the Patriots in all these scenarios. I don't care. You go trade for Matthew Stafford. I'll I'll hand deliver Matthew Stafford to the Patriots. I got no qualms about that. I have less qualms about him than even Cam Newton. Go ahead, trade for Stafford. But Aaron Rodgers, you know. On paper, it makes sense. Now, whether it happens or not, like I said, I don't think it is. But if you just want to give, okay, teams, salary cap-wise, conference-wise, division-wise, is there a relationship there? Um, you know, Is there a reason why they wouldn't deal with this particular team? It all does fit. You know, Obviously, New England needs a quarterback. New England has a ton of salary cap space. Um, you're not going to ask for a quarterback back, so you don't have to worry about that from a Packers standpoint. You're going to give the job to, to Jordan Love. So if you need to take a salary cap hit, you know, theoretically you could the first year since you're not paying Love any money. Uh, they're not in your division. They're not in your conference. It's the AFC. I mean, it really does all add up. You know, I don't doubt that Rodgers would want to go play in New England. You know, he he hasn't been over the course of his career, uh, you know, kind of a hothead. And I'm thinking that if Cam Newton can survive in New England, then certainly Aaron Rodgers could. You know, we saw it Sunday. He, he's a pretty good soldier. You know, you, we're going to kick a field goal from 15 inches out. Okay. You know, whatever you want. I mean, that's the kind of guy that uh, you know, Bill Belichick likes. So... It really does. You know, what would you give up? You know, they're saying that the Lions are going to ask for a first-round pick for Stafford. Now, listen, you can ask for anything you want, right? I've said that. That doesn't mean you're going to get it. And I would be very surprised if they got a first-rounder for Stafford. He sucks. No, no, no one's paying a first-round draft choice for Matthew Stafford. Never won a big game in his life. Now, Aaron Rodgers, would you go to three number ones? You know, if you're the Packers, let's just, you know, we'll play the game here. You're the Packers. You don't have any intention of trading. I'm not trading Aaron Rodgers. He took us to back-to-back -to -back, uh, NFC Championship games. We're going to help him out this year in the draft. Instead of, you know, ignoring him, we got our quarterback in the future. We'll go get him another offensive lineman. We'll go get him another big-time wide receiver. And, you know, we'll help him out a little bit. You sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, let me, let me make you an offer. You want to make me an offer? Yeah. Can I make you an offer? Yeah, sure. Listen, it's a free world. You want to make me an offer? Go ahead. Go ahead, New England. Go ahead, Bill Belichick. What, what, what's the offer? First-round draft choice? No. Two first-round draft choices? No. How about three first-round draft choices? And we suck. So we, you know, those draft choices might be, you know, right around 15 or so. Now, if you think he's going to take us over the top, then a different story. But how about Green Bay 
we're New England. We're willing to give you three first-round draft choices for a quarterback who is upset with your, his situation, maybe once out, and you already have his replacement anyway on the bench, and you want to help that replacement. Now I'm giving you three more number one picks. You, you want to, you know, number two this year, uh, which wouldn't be that far off from a number one maybe next year. We'll give you a number two this year as well. We'll give you two number ones and a number two this year. Tell you, the intention might not be there for Green Bay to trade Rodgers. But if they start saying, go ahead, submit me an offer. And you start talking, you know, forget one, but you start talking two, three first-round draft choices. It's hard to say no to that. And that's a realistic offer. You know, if if uh, the Rams can give up two number ones for Jalen Ramsey two years ago or last year, uh, and if Seattle can give up two number ones for Jamal Adams this year to the Jets, you can get two number ones for Rodgers, even at his age. I, you're not going to get two number one. I don't think you're going to get one number one for Stafford. But Rodgers, yeah. And you throw in a third number one or you throw in uh, you know, their second-round pick this year, which is pretty high. If you're Green Bay and, and you're you know thinking about moving on anyway, you don't want to. Tell you the, the the NFL world and and really the sports world is really getting crazy. It really is with some of these players and some of their demands and some of the things that they're saying and doing. Whether it's the Kyrie mess, whether it's the James Harden mess in the NBA, whether it's the Sean Watson who's generally been a very good guy over his career. Uh, you know, maybe now even Aaron Rodgers begging out, Matthew Stafford begging out. These guys have long term contracts. I mean, even Stafford has two years. I mean, you know, far Rodgers, not that he's asked for a trade, but, you know, he you throw it out there like my future is up in the air. You know, he's got three years left. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson just signed a, a humongous extension. These guys are signing these, these crazy contract extensions, and a year or so later they're asking to be traded. I mean, I mean, it's just nuts. I mean, we're talking about prominent big-time players generally good guys. You know, you never heard a bad word about Stafford. Never heard a bad word about Rodgers. Never heard a bad word about the, the Sean Watson. And, and yet these are the guys that are, uh, you know, causing all the, the chaos in this offseason. It, it's it's amazing. It really is amazing. Uh, I'll tell you what else is amazing. How about the Stanks and our beloved Red Sox agreeing to a trade yesterday? What is Boston doing? Wow. You know, I didn't mind last year. Shortened season. Who cares? No one's taking the baseball seriously. You know, the Dodgers want to win, shorten your year, okay. You want to call yourself champs, okay. So I'll deal with last place finish last year. Then they sign Enrique Hernandez, a backup Dodger, to be the everyday second baseman. He sucks, 240 hitter. Then they give $10 million to Garrett Richards. Not Garrett Cole, but Garrett Richards. He sucks. And now they traded uh, for a stanky reliever, a stanky reliever who's making $9 million a year that, oh, by the way, is 35 and had an ERA close to six last year. What are you doing? You know, you're grabbing garbage and you're helping the stankies out in the process, for goodness sakes. Now, they get a pitching prospect. It's Frank uh, Hermann guy or German guy. I don't know who he is. Who the fudge is that, right? 
He better be something special. If we're taking $9 million off the Stanky salary cap situation, which is helping them out tremendously for a pitcher who's clearly on the downside, 35 freaking years old, and he had an ERA of 5.89 last year, we're going out of the way to help the Stankies of all teams? You know, not the Padres or the Pirates or the Reds. I mean, we're helping the devil here in the Stankies, for goodness sakes. And we're not getting a guy that might be any good. I mean, he might be, I suppose. But, geez, ERA last year close to six, and we got to pay that guy $9 million? You talk about just pissing away money. Man, between the $9 million for him and the $10 million for Richards and uh, whatever uh, Enrique Hernandez is making, I mean, three just bumps. Just abs- Garrett Richards was brutal last year. I told you Hernandez is a lifetime 240 hitter, and uh, and Adovino is 35 years old. Adam Adovino, just what are you doing? What are you doing, Boston? Oh, where where are the days of Big Poppy? You know, whatever happened to you know uh, Manny Ramirez and Kurt Schilling in the glory days? Good gravy! Now it's uh, Enrique Hernandez. Garrett Richards and Adam Adovino, who last time we heard was saying he could strike out Babe Ruth. Good gravy. This is going to be another long baseball season. And the dopey baseball players turned down the latest proposal to use the universal DH. Very surprised at that. I really, you know, it, it helps them tremendously. And they don't want any part of it. I, I, I'm really, I'm shocked at that. I really am. I, You know, why not? But... NL says no. Thanks, but no thanks. Amazing. All right. Opposite picks coming up next right here on Opposite Picks Radio. Sports Grid Radio. Series XM204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Music means time to take out your padded pencils and get set for the fastest, but more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks, you newbies ask? Well, we give you 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. <clears throat> why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas or FanDuel. And we continue to prove it day after day after day. All right, we got a six-pack here. Had seven, but one game got canceled. So we'll give you a six-pack of winners here. Pick number one, NBA, Utah, laying 11 versus the New York Knicks. This is a big number, no doubt about it. But the boys in Vegas, they are clearly begging you to take the Knicks here. But don't. This number is 11 for a reason. New York is in the final game of a six games and seven games trip. Now they have to play in the high altitude of Utah? No way. And oh, by the way, did I tell you, Utah, they've won eight straight. Oh, by the way, did I tell you, Utes have won and covered eight straight. And oh, did I tell you, Utah has revenge on its mind after losing in New York three weeks ago. Everything points to Utah. Be the Knicks plus the 11. Pick number two, Rockets lane two and a half versus Washington. You know, it's taken a few games, but the Rockets have found their rhythm with all the new faces from this offseason and in-season trades. But make no mistake about it, this Rockets team had this game circled the moment it was scheduled. Why? Two words, 
John Wall. First game against his former Wizards team. He is going to be sky high for this contest. He will carry the Rockets to their third straight win. Meanwhile, the Wiz, they're off to their god-awful usual start, just 3-9 and nine this year. They missed six straight games over the last two weeks with the COVID situation before not missing a beat and losing by 20 versus the Spurs the last time out. This club stinks, and Wall is going to be motivated. I love, 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 love Houston here laying only two and a half. Give me Washington plus the two and a half. College basketball, pick number three. North Carolina laying three and a half at Pittsburgh. Duke struggling. Kansas struggling. Kentucky struggling. All fellow college basketball blue bloods struggling. North Carolina was as well. Keyword there, was. After starting the season five and five, the Tar Heels have now won five of six. They turned their season around, unlike those other clubs. Double revenge game for North Carolina, which shockingly lost twice to Pittsburgh last year. I say that because they have owned this series over the last seven, eight years, winning 11 of the 15 matchups, even counting the two losses last year. Love North Carolina to pound Pittsburgh tonight. Give me Pittsburgh plus the three and a half. Pick number four, Georgia Tech plus five and a half at the Dookie Pukies. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Gee, Scott, it's tempting to take the Dookie Pukies here, right? I mean, can they really lose four in a row? Yes, yes, they can. This is not a good Duke team. They have lost to every team that's at least halfway decent this year. Georgia Tech, meanwhile, their only loss in their last six games was a two-point setback at nationally ranked Virginia. I mean, look at Duke. They lost to Michigan State. Good team. Illinois, good team. Virginia Tech, decent team. Louisville, good team. Their wins have come against the likes of Coppin State, Bellarmine, and pathetic Notre Dame. I love, 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 love Georgia Tech to win outright. Give me Duke minus five and a half. Pick number five. Under 140 and a half LSU at Texas A&M. 140 and a half for a Texas A&M game? Are the boys in Vegas crazy? Do they not watch college basketball? Have they not seen A&M hold 10 of their last 13 opponents to under 70 points, including four under 60? Have they not seen A&M score 56 points or less in six of their seven last seven games, including five in a row? Did they not see these two teams play just last month with a total of 131 points? Have they not seen Texas A&M get a load of this, go under 10 straight games? Yes, 10 in a row unders. Remember, greatest sports axiom of all time. Winners bet with streaks, losers bet against streaks. You do not bet against a streak of 10 in a row. Give me over 140 and a half, LSU, Texas A&M. Final pick, pick number six. Drake laying four and a half at Missouri State. Ah, this is too easy, my friends. The boys in Vegas are giving us a freebie thinking, ah, they're only gonna kick our ass in a couple of weeks in the Super Bowl anyway. Drake is only a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Mo State. Undefeated 13-0. Drake only a four-and-a-half-point favorite uh, over Missouri State, whose Valley wins, by the way, are over teams with a combined 14-26 and 26 record. They've beaten nobody this year. But forget that. Forget the games at Missouri State. Forget the game that the Drake has only played in, in two weeks uh, because of the COVID situation. Uh, forget this game has been postponed twice. Just know... Drake is a remarkable, money-making, busy signal, Wi-Fi crashing, internet site updating, 
12 and 0 straight up and uh, 10 and 0 against the spread in those line games. Yep, they have covered every line game this year. You'd have to be the biggest moat, moron, muttonhead, meathead, mush, bird brain, basket case, blowhard, dunce, dork, dope, fool, jackass in the world to go against Drake tonight. I mean, Missouri State plus the four and a half. Our college basketball NBA opposite picks for this Tuesday, January 26th. We'll start at the top. NBA. Knicks plus 11. Wizards plus two and a half. Pittsburgh in college basketball plus three and a half. Dookie Pukies laying five and a half. Over 140 and a half LSU, Texas AM. And uh, it pains me to say it, but give me Missouri State plus four and a half against Drake. College basketball, NBA, opposite picks. All righty, there you go. And again, I'll post those on the website. Didn't get a chance to do it yesterday. The uh, Sunday football games ran really late. And, uh, you know, it takes a little while, believe it or not, to put that all together and look over the lines and come up with stats and everything else. So, uh, But generally speaking, and I must say, good response from the people uh, I, I'm encouraged in that, <coughs> you know, if I got one email yesterday, I got 100 asking where are the opposite picks, where are the opposite picks. So even I don't like posting them on the website if I don't do them on the radio. I don't think that's fair. But, you know, if, if it does happen ever again that I don't have time to put it together, maybe I'll just do it just the same, just to, to appease everyone because they do like it. And we've been great. I mean, let's face it, not trying to brag here, but uh, we have been spectacular. About 20 games over 500 uh, going opposite. So if, if for some reason, and it will happen from time to time, I might not have a chance to put it all together, then uh, I'll do it later the next day and I'll post it on uh, the front page of the website. So uh, oppositepicks.com. Right now we are, where's our record here? I think it's like 40 and 20. I got to post it here. 39 and 21. 39 and 21 against the spread going opposite. Well, oh, it's just amazing. Just, just amazing. And, and these are tough. Listen, love Drake, right? Drake's covered every single game this year. Who's going to go against Drake? I mean, you've got to be a moron to go against Drake, right? I mean, under Texas A&M games hit 10 in a row. Ten in a row. Who's going to pit the over? But you have to, you know. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, they're not going to beat North Carolina. A double revenge game for North Carolina playing a little bit better basketball? There's no way, right? Uh, the Wiz That's the strangest of all the lines. Why is Houston only a two-and-a-half-point favorite over god-awful Washington? That, that's the real bizarre one there. Uh, they're only two at home. You know, against a Wizards team that's just three and nine and, and and sucks, and then you got the John Wall. I tell you, I didn't do. You know, let me see if Fanduel has it posted right now. I would say also more than anything else. You know what? Even if you don't want to play the game because it looks too obvious, like LeBron going back to Cleveland. Although that number was a humongous number, that's why I liked Cleveland last night. But let me see if they got uh, how many points John Wall props are. I'm guessing it's about thirty. Let's see. John Wall points. Oh, they have it posted. Good job by FanDuel. 20 and a half? Wow. 20 and a half. There is no. Wow. Take out your mortgage money. I know it's due in a week. I get it. Maybe not mortgage money. But, uh, you know, take out, uh, you know, your, your car payment money. There's no way John Wall, first game back, is not going to get 21 points against his former club. I mean, that's – let me go down. Now, see, now, now you, I thought that was going to be 30. I really did. 
Wow. Let me uh, let me see how many points he has scored um, of late, Mr. Wall. Now, they haven't played much. That, that's the one little thing, and you know, with his injury situation, but I got to believe he is going to be sky high for this game. Now, he wanted out as much as they wanted to trade him, but still, you faced your former club. This guy's averaging 30. Eh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, Bradley Beal's averaging 36. I'd maybe be going Beal as well. Let me see. Washington, 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 Washington. Where are you? Or Houston. Looking at the wrong one. Automatically think Wall with the. With Washington. John Wall is averaging 17 points. His How many times has he had 21 this year, Scott? Good question. Let's see. He's coming off a game in which he had 7, 10, 14, 14, who's, geez, 28, 14, 28, 22. So he's only had 20 points one, two, three times. He's playing full minutes, though. You know, he's, he's playing 30, 35 minutes a game, so you don't have to worry about that. I tell you what. All right, maybe you don't put the house payment or even the car payment, but uh, maybe you put the uh, you know the, the the something payment on it. The, the, if, if he doesn't get it, you know there, there are certain plays that you know. Okay, yeah, any bet, no matter what it is, you know, injury could occur. You know, you, he could uh, a player could have twenty points in the first quarter and the over under is twenty and a half, and you not don't win because you know an injury could happen. That's just the caveat of betting. But there are plays that if it doesn't happen. I'm okay with because I know that's the right way to go. We we gave it a good try. You know, John Wall, if he doesn't get 21 points tonight, it's not because he's not trying. Like last game out against Dallas, he took nine shots. Game before, he took 11. I'll eat my hat. If John Wall doesn't take double-digit shots tonight, I would be shocked beyond belief. So, you know, he's going to have to take about 15 in order to get his 20-plus his points, you know, considering he's not going to make every single shot. But 20 and a half, I'll take my chance. Like I said, I am very surprised. Maybe not 30. I was thinking of uh, Bradley Beal. He's averaging over 30. But still, he against his former team, he's going to be sky high. That Rockets team is going to want to win for him. You know, they, they've kind of bonded ever since they, they kicked uh, basically Harden off the team. And, and, and uh, you know, they, they rallied around him a little bit. So, yeah. Uh, I almost like that more than I like, uh, you know, Houston Lane to two and a half, you know, go with Wall over 20 and a half. Because, again, if, if he doesn't get it, it, it's not because he took five shots. It's just because, you know, the shots weren't falling or it was a blowout win and he didn't have to play as much. I mean, it's something goofy. But I'll take my chances that uh, he gets 21 points, definitely. All right, some of the other, uh, you know, lines, not too much, uh, you know, NBA-wise. There's only three games. You got the Hawks back in action tonight. Uh, I should remind you, remember the Hawks on that monster under run? Now, they did go over last two times out, but one because of overtime, but they were still 10-0 uh, under. So uh, it's uh, about 2.30 against the Clippers later on tonight if you want to go under on that one. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, 57 past the hour. Uh, yours truly sitting in as we uh, close up shop here with a couple of stories. We'll update the poll question as well. You know, I'm trying to say how much money I'd put on that John Wall bet. Uh, LL Andy writes in, what about putting up the wife's birthday present money on that John Wall bet? <laughs> yeah, that's about $5, Andy, if she's lucky. Uh, John tweets in, uh, maybe uh, Aaron Rodgers should have tucked it and run. Uh, that third down play, yeah, you know, the only problem with that, some people have said that, John, the only issue with that is is that I think he was worried about not scoring a touchdown, which I kind of doubt he would have, and then the clock going down to two minutes. You know, that, that was still a concern. Uh, you know, there was only two minutes left. He throws an incompletion. The clock stops just before the two-minute warning. So I, I don't know if that was in his mind. I know people have said that, but it looked like he had a lane but knowing as slow as he is, I, I really I, I doubt uh, that he would have scored on that. And then it would have brought it down to the two-minute warning. So not the worst thing in the world, but, um, you know, still not not, uh, not an oversight uh, by his, uh, his uh, thinking, I don't think. Um, poll question, all right? Uh, former Steeler, Antonio Brown. Former Steeler, Le'Veon Bell is going to win a Super Bowl. One of the two. One plays for the Bucs, one plays for KNC, uh, for KC. Which one, Steeler fans, in essence, uh, can you deal with winning a Super Bowl title more? Uh, the winner so far in our little poll here is, uh, can the game end in a tie? 33% of the vote. Okay, with either winning 27%. Le'Veon Bell's getting a little bit of support here, 22%, 21.6%. And then Antonio Brown, 17%. So that'll be posted all day. So uh, go to the opposite picks, uh, get your vote in, and we'll update that uh, tomorrow morning before we are through. Full slate of hockey games tonight. A pretty good slate, 12 games tonight. And you have eight with an over-under of five and a half, which is rare. You know, you don't see that too often anymore. So uh, got a chance to bet some overs in the NHL tonight. Good job by everyone involved. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Go to the website, oppositepicks.com. Enjoy your Tuesday. We'll talk to you Wednesday right here on Opposite Picks Sports Good Radio Series 6 Look, you have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning edge. Or don't. In-